Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Coach, welcome. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I'd be better. Did Joe save you a sandwich, Coach? He didn't. No, I got in here, and Joe's is dead empty, as you can. It looks like he devoured it. Wes yeah. was devouring his when I walked in. Christian's eating a bag of chips. I'm well, there was one left, and Christian saw Coach Kelly eye it, and so he he ran off to warm it up and eat it. <laughs> I've been a, I've been a patron of I've been a patron of uh, Corky's the forever and ever. The picture and, I, and, I, and I've always paid. I guess I guess you know I I don't, I don't we I, like I've, you. We I've don't never like had you any free, much. I've never had any free food there, so I don't I don't know why. Yeah. Even had our wedding, my wife's my my son's and my daughter-in-law's wedding rehearsal dinner. We went to Joe's and Corky's, spent He's, like well, five grand, the, and <laughs> I've got nothing to show for it. But I do have a picture on the wall, and I think it says like disgruntled or something. What is it? Or determined dis, or something? Disgruntled. Uh, yeah, well, it's we've you know since you kind of moved away and not really doing anything anymore, we kind of moved you down the, out of the way a little Coach, bit. I don't blame you. I should have never been up there, but yeah. Listen, you're in the fledgling stages of your celebrity. Okay, now you're becoming a local media star, courtesy of the Buzz and others. And so this is when the free stuff starts rolling in. So you got to take yes, advantage of it. Yes, that's what now. I've been waiting for my whole life. Forget that coaching stuff. I want the free stuff. Yeah, this is a good deal. Uh, it doesn't pay that well, but the perks are good. That's that's the thing about our job. So, all right, let's talk about some uh, – I guess we should start with Arkansas and the disappointment in Columbia, but certainly, unfortunately, not shocking. And the way that they lost by being bullied a little bit was particularly disappointing. Yeah, bullied's a good word. I mean, they, they were bullied around, pushed around, and – you know, I think what we suffered and people that di- didn't really listen to me when I was talking about, uh, you know, we got lucky playing playing Ole Miss coming off the Bama game. We got lucky playing LSU coming off the Bama game because not just because it's Bama, because Ole Miss, you know, they were playing. If they beat Bama, they're in line for the SEC championship. They're in line for the playoffs. So they lost all their goals. I think Arkansas, by the time they played Missouri, and, and this has happened in the past too, in my opinion, you know, a lot of the, the goals that they had as a team were gone. A lot of the, the, you know, the number of wins they wanted were gone. And I think a big them coming off a big game against Ole Miss, that hurt them psychologically too. And then you walk up into Missouri, who is, you know, what, what are, whether everybody likes Coach Drinkwitz or not, the guy's a very positive guy, does a good job with his kids. They play on an even keel. They're not a high-low team. They showed they were capable of playing. They, they almost beat Georgia at home. And you get up there, and if you're should've not, beat Auburn. yeah, yeah, did should, beat, did, did beat yeah, Auburn. yeah, kind of had them beat weird <laughs> overtime stuff, and, and, and uh, you know, it's funny. I talked to one of their guys about that, about how to deal with the end of that game because they made a couple bad decisions, and uh, you know, right there before overtime and in overtime. But you know, you walk into a, a team down psychologically, thinking everything's up. You've got a little controversy in the team, slusher leave, and all that, and you walk in against a team that has shown they can beat some teams. And has play, and played Georgia well. That means they've got the want to or the or the talent level to do it. They're gonna they're gonna give you problems, and especially when their last game it's Senior Day, it's home game, and all that kind of stuff. It was the perfect storm, 
and Arkansas just did not respond. So, you know, Sam Pittman's in year three, and that's an, I guess that's still a concern. What, what do you think, you know, because there are a lot of people jumping off the bandwagon, don't like the coordinators. Pittman's uh, over his head now. We're starting to hear that kind of crap now. What, uh, what, what does Arkansas do to get where people thought they were, I think, um, you know, after three weeks? I, I think a few things. One, I, I was, you know, at times I was on the I was on the Odom bandwagon big time at the beginning of the year. I thought he had done a great job with really – I know everybody was like secondary, secondary, secondary. But at the beginning of the year he was being aggressive, blitzing, not making them cover for very long, forcing some turnovers. We were giving up some big plays, but that's what you're going to have to do with a secondary like that is make some big plays yourself with blitzing and stuff like that. Then we got a little conservative. And then offensively, you know, the only complaint I have is I, is I heard you guys – I listened to you guys and I heard you talking about – you know, we're one of just a handful of teams to have average over like 235 rushing and 235 passing. And so we were moving the ball and stuff. But red zone, we were atrocious. And, Terrible, and, and you know, at some point, you've got to address those issues. And I don't think we addressed them all year. And, and the weird part was, I thought at times when we got down there and played Razorback football of what this team is – lined up and ran the football and gave it to Rocket Sanders, thought we were good, and we tried the funk, or did quick play action and dumped it to Knox off play action to Rocket Sanders. I thought we were good. But then we'd get down there and do funky stuff, and that contributed to our delinquency in the red zone. So, you know, it's mixed signals from me. I was a little disappointed in in the, the, the fact that we never – I didn't feel like – you know, I'm sure they addressed the issue, but I didn't feel like that they made any strides in the red zone. And then and then I felt like Odom got a little conservative at the end. Now, that's natural. When you start losing, you start playing not to lose. You start thinking, we can't take any chances. We can't make any mistakes. It's really just the opposite. You've got to be really aggressive. So, overall, I, I, and I think, you know, you said the Razorbacks, you know, uh, the bandwagon fans are jumping off and jumping on. We are the worst at jumping on and jumping off. I mean, Go eight months from now, we'll be going into August of next year, and we're all going to think we're going to win the national championship again. That's where we'll be. And then we lose a couple games, and we're just like, oh, we suck. We didn't get rid of everybody. I mean, we are the most Jekyll and Hyde fan base that I've ever seen. And, and that's a good and a bad thing because we're all in on any sport when they're doing well and traveling. I mean, 10,000 people are going to Omaha to watch a baseball team when, they get, when they're going well. But then, you know, you see the stadium half full and nobody's showing up for an 11 o'clock game when they don't. But I, I think I think that they need to uh, – if I was Pittman, if I was the head coach, I'd have a hard talk with those guys. I'd say, you guys really knew it to address X, Y, and Z. because And they know it, but he has to reinforce that. And I'd want to see some heavy work on that in spring ball. And the other thing I would do is – I know you've got to hype up the the recruits and all that kind of stuff, but man, I would downplay it a little bit so everybody didn't go crazy overboard on a high. And the first time we lose, the whole state feels like the world's coming to an end because the players hear it and they feel that too. Can you explain or, or try to get us into the mind of Browse with the uh, tight end sneak on <laughs> the goal line? I, th- I thought about that a lot, actually. It, you know, whether coaches admit it or not, we watch other teams play and get ideas from them. Then we try to tweak them and this kind of stuff. You know, the the NFL has done two things with tight ends and, and, and taking snaps. And and I've always thought it's a bad idea because, heck, it's hard enough for a quarterback to take a snap 
on a quarterback sneak because the linemen, the center's trying to propel forward immediately. Sometimes they're not quick enough with the ball. That's hard enough for a guy that does it every day. And then, uh, but you saw Travis Kelsey do it for the Chiefs effectively and go in. And you saw another guy do it. I think the Raiders had a guy do it. And then all of a sudden, you see a, a little tweak on that. The tight end would come in and the running back would line up behind and the quarterback would go out. And he would shove the tight end in. So now you had a big, powerful guy taking the snap, and the quarterback shoving him in. I think Brawl saw it and thought, hey, that looks cool. I'm going to try that. And, you know, I'm sure he thought it was a good plan, and maybe uh, it seems like that in the coach's office sometimes. I mean, Joe knows this. You think you got a good plan. You think, hey, here's a good tweak or a good twist. And then you line up and you do it on the court or on the field, and you're like, well, that didn't look anything like I thought that dream was going to be. But but he watched. He thought it was cool, thought it was something different, thought he'd catch them off guard, and obviously it didn't work. Well, obviously, you've talked about it too, and you, all you guys, excuse me, um, and even Dalton talked about it. They did not feel confident their offensive line against their defensive line. And so you have to think that Bryles Trick. is sitting there going – we're not turning around and handing this ball off to Rocket Sanders, and he's not going to get in. So, I mean, I think – but, again, in my opinion, on that play, you're still, you're still trying to go to the same place in the same direction with a, with a lesser guy. So, I mean – And not just a lesser guy, a guy that's probably more concerned about the snap itself absolutely. than yeah. he is executing When I say lesser, he's yeah, not yeah. familiar with, yeah, with yeah. Doing, well, yeah. doing that. And he's smaller than your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, You've yeah. got a huge quarterback. He is a t- NFL tight end. I, I do. I do think that they didn't feel comfortable with KJ Jefferson taking a snap and driving it in, uh, or they would have done that. I mean, there must have been something. Either his leg hurts, he can't push off, he can't drive. I mean, yeah, surely I, I to agree. goodness there was something. Yeah, I agree with that. Or, or if you were going to do a quarterback sneak, that's what you do. You know, I, I, but, I just don't think that's that's any other case. You know, like it's that. the old thing. If it works, it's we're all going to be talk, sitting here going no. No, no, if it works and yet. we if we works and we would have won the game, we'd all been you'd have been on that wagon with me and Wes and but, I would I would have never been on that wagon. I know you wouldn't have not on under center. I, I, I'm a tight fan. End sneak. I'm a fan. I'd have been like, you know, I, I'm I'm not as knowledgeable in football. I've been like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no, we, we all Why? Because it worked. worked. <laughs> no, we would have said I can't believe that worked. Look, there are nine other guys and we're all rubes. But there, there are nine other guys on that offense that you would rather have take that snap and try to force their way in the end zone and four of them play running back. Maybe so. they were setting them up for what I would have done next. Is let's say that works. The next time you have the center, you have the tight end walk up behind him and you have the center go ahead and snap shotgun through the tight end's leg oh, straight to the go. running back. And he runs around the end and it's over with. I was thinking maybe you snap it to Trey Knox, let him throw a touchdown, but okay, whatever. Well, I don't think you would let that guy throw. All right. Well, I would, you know what? How about we go back to the jump ball that worked earlier this season, like first game of the year when they threw the jump ball? That's what I'm nice. saying. Anything to there. anything to a running back or play action off of, where mm-hmm. the linebackers, if you put it in the running back's belly for Arkansas, they have got to be flying downhill to line of scrimmage. And all you got to do is fake a little block and go to the back of the end zone throw it to the tight end. I mean, that was so good because we were so good with Rocket Sanders on the goal line. So you had two things that worked, and we didn't do either one of them. So last year, Arkansas wins a bowl game, and it felt like gravy on top of the mashed potatoes and, and steak and everything else they had up there. This year, a bowl game is going to feel a little different. And if they lose, I think people won't feel a whole lot different. But if they win, maybe they will. I don't know. Do you think the perception changes regardless if if uh, they win or lose their bowl game this year? It feels a little different than last year, obviously. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think 50% of the people don't even pay attention to the bowl game this year. 
I mean, mm-hmm. we yeah. kind of do, but you're like, you know. I mean, if you last year, I think everybody was trying to find a way to go to the bowl game, like mm-hmm. to be there for the bowl game, for the mm-hmm. celebration, the week, because it was a cherry on top, like you're saying. This year, everybody's so disappointed. I mean, do we even know where we're playing at? Do we have any idea? I mean, we, we've I'm narrowed saying. it down to ourselves, but yeah. now we might be in the Birmingham Bowl. It right? could be Birmingham, Memphis, Texas, maybe Vegas. Uh, I yeah. think those are the four I options. mean, does, uh, uh, does like Santa Fe have a bowl? <laughs> no. Okay. Because, I, mean, I mean, we might be going there. I don't want to go negative. That's the big thing. And if you lose the bowl, you're negative. Yeah, six and seven. Well, I know, but you got guys coming and going. Guys are thinking about leaving. We still don't even know. I mean, I heard, and I, maybe maybe I've already heard it. I, I hadn't heard y'all say this. I heard Browse is in the mix for a couple of jobs. I know a couple of schools that have talked to him. Uh, you know, who knows if he wants to go, you know, anything like that. But, man, when all that talk is there, it's hard for the players to focus. They're sitting there wondering what's going to happen. The coaches themselves under him. Or wondering, am I still going to be here? Am I going to go with him? Will I have a job if another guy comes in? I mean, you know, there's just a lot swirling around. It's a tough, tough time in that coach's office and in that locker room right now. And doesn't it matter a lot who they play in the your matchup? Oh my gosh, that could create yeah. the interest that's needed for this. That, game. That's what. That's the only thing that can save the interest for this. You okay. know, what's the best case scenario? What's the best opponent and what's the best bowl? Is it Vegas, regardless? No question, Vegas to me is the best bowl because that's going to spark Razorback fans to want to go. Who doesn't want to go to Vegas? You know, I don't want to go to Birmingham. I don't want to go to, but I might pack it up and go to Vegas. What is that matchup? What league? Pac-12. Pac-12. Oregon. Okay, who do you want to play? Oregon. Well, there's no way we're going to fall to that bowl. Who's the worst? You said who did I want? That's okay. Okay, that's that's the Oregon State worst run defense in the Pac-12. That will be in a bowl. Uh. I mean, are we going to end up playing a Washington State? Not Washington, Washington State. Yeah, we're not playing Washington State or Oregon. But if you play Washington State or Oregon State and lose, you're going to feel horrible. Oh, yeah, there's no question. And Oregon State's playing well. Oregon State's playing hard, playing well. They just don't have a lot of talent. But that's what you don't want to play in a bowl game is a team that plays freakishly hard. Yeah, Yeah. they are. I'm going to read from the bottom up. These are the rushing defenses in the Pac-12. Tell me who you want when you hear it. Okay. Uh, And some of these are not going to make a bowl game, like Colorado's number 12. That's right. Stanford's number 11. (laughs) Arizona's number 10. Arizona State's number 9. None of those are bowling, I don't think. Eight is California. I'm sensing a trend here. All their teams that suck can't stop the run. Which is weird. Well, none of them have six wins. They're not going. None of those teams have yeah, no, none of those. Southern California is seventh. We're not, not playing, playing them. them. Sixth is Washington State. Can you imagine? Uh, first of all, can you imagine the passing records they would set? Oh my! They would throw uh, for like five hundred million yards, <laughs> which seems like a lot. Washington State is sixth. <laughs> Washington's it. fifth. Fourth is Oregon. Third is UCLA. Second is Oregon State. So. It looks uh, like number Washington, one is Washington Utah, State. By the way. Yeah, it looks like Washington. Yeah, State. let me just tell you, we do not want any part of UCLA. I'm gonna no. tell you that right now. No, they they go higher. We they'd want none of that. that. Yeah. yeah. The best matchup right. we could possibly get is Oklahoma, right? In, in not just the Vegas Bowl, but in the in any game, Memphis in Liberty, yeah, Liberty Bowl. Bowl. Yep. Or maybe the Texas name, Bowl, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because our brands. fans would like to play Oklahoma. Well, they they would, and plus their offense wouldn't scare us. And their defense, let's be honest, they're not scaring anybody. You know. Yeah. But they do need yeah. to win, too. I mean, Venerables needs a win like, you know, I need food in a little while. Yeah. Well, he does. It's funny that we're sitting here trying to find out who would we want to play. We need a team with a bad run defense. Yeah. You know, it's like well, so we don't have to throw it. 
I mean, you know, it's just it's just odd. I'm more worried about protection at this point with the lineman out than I'm worried about actual KJ throwing the ball to people after healing up for a month. But and then also Hazelwood's gone. I mean, who else is going to step away as a receiver between now and then, too, if anybody? Yeah, but that's just one more reason we need uh, we need to be all in on the bowl because we need to get these guys that are still with the team all the practice and all the game experience yeah. they can get because that game is going to be worth a ton come next year early on. All right. Let's hit a break. We'll come back. Coach, I want to ask you about the championship games this weekend, high school and college. Uh, obviously, there's plenty on the line this weekend, so we want to talk about that on the other side if you're cool with that. Absolutely. And Joe, you sticking around? Sure. You want me to? Yeah, I would yeah, I'd I'd love like for Joe. you to. Thank yeah. you, Wes. Even though he didn't give me any quirkies. Christian, you want me to stick around? Yeah, I'd like for you to stick Thank around. Thank you. Thank you. You've been a very good guest today. Thank you. Yep. Oh my it's God. been a very pleasant show. Hold on, like, almost, here's the question. Do you Are you a LeBron or Jordan guy? Please. Well, he played with Jordan. Oh, okay, good. I got, all, I, my, I I got all my jewelry from I want, Jordan. I'll, I want Joe to stay then. <laughs> I want Joe to stay. <laughs> That's true. You, you should melt down your gold yeah, medal. Yeah, I, I got uh, my Michael Jordan collection from here. He's given me a ni- really nice gold medal necklace and a really nice ring, so I I, I love him. <laughs> Did you hear the morning guys talking about Barkley basically yeah, putting heard. out the olive branch? Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah. well, it's 10 years. Now, Michael Jordan, why wouldn't he say yes? And I'm like, do you know Michael Jordan? Yeah, thank you. Like, that ain't happening. That guy could, that guy could <laughs> drive forever. Yeah, I mean, that, give me a better, break. But let that one go on down the river. That ship yeah. sailed, brother. More Christian Weaver, Justin Acre, joined by Big Joe Klein and his chicken sandwiches. Dollar off today, by the way, at Corky's, and dollar off chicken fried steak after four today. They're all delicious, or so I'm told. Kevin Kelly also with us, courtesy of Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. Coach, I want to talk about the college championship games because I need to make some money, and I need a lock of the week. Thanks for talking to me in a USC last week. I was wavering, wavering, and I went all in, and boom, old Jed's a millionaire. It all worked out lovely. Let's talk about <laughs> high school first, though. Let's stay local here. Let's just run down real quick. Uh, Wes, you can help lead the charge. I know you're much more intimately familiar, but we were debating 7A. Wes seems to think Bentonville can be that competitor that can make things real interesting with Bryant this year. Do you agree? They can make it interesting, yeah. And and by some aspects, you know, I was doing a thing with somebody in Northwest Arkansas last night on a podcast, and they were talking about all the great things about Bentonville. I think they may be just as good or better talented, bigger, stronger, and all that. But I'm not betting against a team that's done it four times in a row and against Buck James because Buck James is tough. I mean, he is a tough human being, and he instills that in his guys that I don't think they waver when there's a turnover and teams worry about, oh, my gosh, here comes the landslide or momentum or anything like that. So I think you bet on the champion until they show you they're not going to win it. And this is this is going to be a record. He's going to set the modern-day record of five in a row if they win it. No one's ever done it in the playoff. Nobody's era. done it because the only ones that have t- done four are PA and Junction City. And Central won five in a row, but that, that was, was back pre way playoff. Back before yeah, playoffs. that was just when they assigned the crown or yeah. whatever. Nothing against that those group of guys. I mean, yeah. they had a great run, but in the playoff era, you're right. So he's got a chance to break that record, which is pretty cool. Six okay. six yeah, A. You go got ahead. Greenwood and uh, PA the rematch. Talk about the a rematch like this when two teams are familiar with each other. They've already played. What's going on in those two offices to try to do you change things up? What do you do? Yeah, that that's where I learned in 06 and 07, 08, and 09. We played Greenwood four years ago in championship games and playoffs. <clears throat> All of them were. So a lot on the line. Well, Greenwood beat us the first two times. And, you know, when the people always say it's tough to beat somebody twice in the same season. And I always like, well, why is that? You beat them once. <laughs> you know, yeah. but what I learned was, and it shows you, you know, you, you've always got a lot to learn. Is if you won, 
you don't want to change a lot because you're like, if Absolutely. I change, if Absolutely. I change a lot, I'm an idiot if I lose and this. And then we lose, yeah. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yep. So PA knows. Why that, didn't you do what you did? The yeah, first time, yeah. Greenwood's going to do yeah. what they did, but PA knows they have to change. Greenwood has no idea what PA is going to change, but Greenwood, but PA knows what Greenwood's going to do because they just beat them doing it, and I, I think that gives them an advantage. That all said, uh, PA by twenty. Okay. Mm. Wow. You, you got right. me stumped with that one. Wait, wait I, I, follow I, that up. Why? I, I just 20? think, Coach, why, why? PA got shut down in the red zone a few times yeah. last last time. They're usually very effective in the red zone. Uh, they didn't complete, they missed some wide open guys deep. Uh, and Greenwood missed a couple deep, but they don't throw it as deep as PA. So PA can chew up some yards. I think they not only did they miss them, they dropped a couple. And that is very, very unusual for a PA team. And uh, and coming off the game against Catholic last week, I was a little worried about the high, but they weren't as high for that one as they were for Greenwood or even Lake Hamilton, I didn't feel like. Mm-hmm. So they just looked at, hey, we know those a lot of those guys and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, they dropped the ball twice. You know, Catholic could have won the game. PA could have won it by four touchdowns. Because they, they had two zone reads where nobody even hit hit the quarterback running back, and they dropped the ball in the exchange, and Catholic got them. And they had a kickoff run back for a touchdown that's never happened this year. So take those out, and PA played really well on offense. And uh, uh, and I think Greenwood is going to stay the same. If they run that same defense, PA is going to have a really good plan for it. Because I'll give Greenwood credit. it was They had a 3-0 box. They were saying – I mean, they had three defensive linemen, no linebackers in the box for most of the game. They were just outside the defensive ends, the two inside linebackers. And just saying, hey, run it if you want to, but we're not going to let you pick us apart throwing the ball. Well, I think they'll come with a better plan this time. Run the ball, run Kenny, uh, and he's going to he's gonna have a big game if they do the same thing. And if they don't, then P.A. can throw the football. How much have you seen Parkview this year? Just enough to know that they're really talented like they always are. Very and 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 that uh, the addition of Bobby Bolding really is helping their defense out. I mean, he was really really good when he went to Whitehall and and uh, really turned their team around from perspective because we were in the same conference as mm-hmm. them and they went from a team that used to be really good couldn't compete that much and then he just focused on the defense and they were just good enough on offense and man all of a sudden they were in the Final Four you know they were mm-hmm. in the semis. And uh, we had three of the top four teams from the 5A Central in the semifinals that year. And everybody was scared to play those guys because of his defense. We'll take him to Parkview and give him some speed and some more talent. And those guys are always going to be where they're going to be, where they're supposed to be. They're going to know their job. and They're going to do their job. They're going to tackle well fundamentally. And they're not just going to give up any big plays by mistakes. And all of a sudden, you've got a chance because you've got a lot of speed and talent. You got the best safety in the state, and uh, that covers up a lot of mistakes too. Yeah, yeah. For the few mistakes they make, he he's really good. They stopped. Uh, who'd they play last week? Robin Joe T. Yeah, Robinson. You know they stopped him like eight plays from the three yard line or inside at different points, and you're just like, that's a. I mean, they're just solid mm-hmm. up front, and then you can, they can play man to man on you. They can do. I mean, they can do whatever they want on defense, and and that gives your offense plenty of time to get on track. And they don't they don't have a lot. The offense doesn't have a ton of pressure in my opinion, with them because they're so good on defense. All right, we'll talk 3A, 4 next week, but um, we want to jump down to the, I guess, 2A. Is that our only other game this week? Yeah, Friday at right. noon, Hazen and Carlisle. Everybody uh, last night, we had like four guys uh, doing it. 
And they all picked uh, one side, and I picked the other. Hazen. They picked Hazen. You yeah. picked Carlisle. Yeah, I picked Carlisle. Hazen has beaten 10 of their opponents by 40 points. They I know. only beat Carlisle 38-30, to 30, but their quarterback missed half the game. I'm doing I'm doing with my heart, you know, picking with my heart. Carlisle's down the road, you know, and uh, – and Hazen's I, and, just nine miles further. Well, I know, but I, I never even see Hazen signs. I see Carlisle signs. You know, so but you gotta uh, get you gotta get out more. All that, all the, all that, all that said though, Carlisle in my head has a little more tradition than Hazen does. You know, over mm-hmm. the past twenty years, Hazen's never won one. And uh, yeah, and, and Carlisle is is uh, a, a team that uh, hopefully it, you know I used to not think that tradition mattered that much. Actually, Chad Hooten kind of taught me that. He's like, I don't know, people. You know, when the parents have seen that team win over the years, they're telling their kids, and all of a sudden those kids have a little doubt. That's the that's the chance that Carlisle's got, is it's just tradition. The community expects them to bring them back and get a winner. And sometimes that plays a part in confidence and things like that where you don't hesitate on the field and stuff. Um, I do want to thank our sponsors for coverage. Don't forget Thursday night we got the eight-man title, and Coach, I want to ask you to break that one down. Big Red, got to thank them. Roller Funeral Homes, Electric Cooperatives of Arkansas, Arkansas Urology, ASU Three Rivers. I would like to see you as an eight-man coach one year, though, just to see what uh, what you try to do schematically. Let's move on to the college championships this weekend as far as the conference championships. And Friday night you get the USC-Utah matchup. I can't figure out. I'm sure you can, though, because you're the an analytics guy. What is happening with the Pac-12 game and the fact that ESPN has given them uh, a 61% chance of winning the game? Help me understand this. With Utah? The fact they already won once. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, well, if you look at the last game that they played, and really good game, by the way, watching the game. You know, USC out-yardaged out them a little bit, but Utah turned the ball over. I think it was 1-0 in turnovers, and they still won. That's an anomaly in itself. You win the turnover battle, you win 81% of the games in college football. And so right then and there, they only had a 19% chance to win, but they still manhandled. Then you look at the offensive and defensive lines. Utah's defensive line manhandled. USC a little bit and I, I, I'd i say this as much as anybody has all season they sat Caleb Williams four times they did the 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 best plan I thought anybody did against them they didn't run their defensive ends and say just run abandon and go try to tackle Caleb Williams where they run upfield and open that gap between the center and the, I mean between the guard and the tackle and let him escape they stayed even with them and had a plan to keep them and contain them in the pocket and he's not used to that. He's used to he's not going to stand there in the pocket and go one, two, three, throw the ball. And as soon as he looked down, if they're in position and contain and don't just absurdly rush up the field, it's going to give them some problems. And they did that. I would not be surprised at all to see Utah win the game. That's a I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that game, you know, with Oakland or anybody. Just gonna watch it for fun because I think Utah probably wins the game too. And I didn't even know ESPN okay. had them predicted as the possible winner. So why wouldn't you play it if they're getting points and you think they they could win the because game? Because I, I I'm not gonna play against the best quarterback in the country. Okay. You know, I, I, I know a guy in 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 Las Vegas that gambles for. I mean, he's a professional gambler. Mm-hmm. He's made his living the last twenty years. He picks out the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. He doesn't always bet on them, but he never bets against them. Caleb Williams is probably the best quarterback in the in the country this year, in my opinion. I'm not betting against the guy. I'm just not going to bet on way, him because I think the lines are different. I saw project. Maybe I saw quarterback writing. I can't remember what it was, but this is a, this freaking quarterback class this year is pretty impressive. Yeah, what yeah, you, you know, and North I think Carolina's kid, Caleb Williams, obviously Hooker, if he comes back healthy, and there's like seven or eight guys are like 
put up just dumb numbers. And I don't know what I he's mean, gonna. Guy, I don't know what he's Philly's gonna guy. look like. But look at Mac Jones in the NFL. Not great, but not bad. You know, last mm-hmm. week through for he just needs some work through for three eighty something. George's quarterback. I don't think so. I think he's better than we think he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I agree. And, and, you know, slowly but surely, people are coming around to mm-hmm. him. You know, last year, it's like, well, the defense won that. Anybody could, you look, you're like, nah, there's a few games he had to make plays to win. We don't, he doesn't have to make plays, but I think when he needs to, he always does. And I think he's underrated coming out. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's a really good quarterback class. I think you're going to see a lot of guys drafted this year. And as usual, when there's a lot of guys drafted at quarterback, there's going to be a lot of busts. There'll be one or two that shine. You go, oh, that's who we thought that's who we thought we were getting. And there's going to be a couple, and I don't know who they're going to be, where it's like, gosh dang it. So you look at Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold that have come out in the past, and everybody thought, this is the guy. I can honestly say I didn't think either one of them was the guy. But then they were busts. I think you're going to have a couple of shining stars this year, and I think you're going to have a couple of big busts because the anticipation of great quarterback class is coming. Really, okay. it's it's next year because – Caleb Williams and Drake May are both not eligible. That's right. Until Williams year. isn't eligible. Okay, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. I forgot. All right, let's talk about the, the Big 12, Coach. Uh, ESPN has TCU as the favorite, but by only 53.9%. So they've got it not as a toss-up, but not far off. And the line's only 2.5 for Kansas State. This is a game where Kansas State was in control. TCU came back like they've done in many games and pulled away. But it's, I mean, not a toss-up, but, again, pretty tight contested here. That's our question of the day today, too, is can TCU lose and still get into the championship, or should they or would they? Was it would they or should they, Christian? Would they? Will they? Will they, yeah. Will yes they? or no. Um, what kind of shot you give Kansas State this week? You know, they've got a decent shot, too. They were out yardage by TCU by, like, 100 yards. And uh, TCU was able to run and throw. They ran for 280 through – or ran for 215 through for 280 – Kansas State turned the ball over twice, and it still wasn't that far out of reach. It was a 10-point game. And, again, that's an anomaly. Uh, I I think TCU has – I mean, Kansas State's in the great position. If you're a coach and a player, we got nothing to lose. I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody expects us to win, just like Wes was saying, uh, the other coach said – Utah's coach said – and that's a great position to be in because I think they'll be more aggressive. I think they'll try some trick plays. I think they're not afraid to blitz on defense. They're not afraid to play some man, try something different. And it's like we talked about in the uh, Greenwood PA game. They've already beat them once, you know, TCU has. So you'd be an idiot to do much different. But but I think you can expect quite a different game plan from Kansas State. That's Again, that's not a game I'm I'm looking at doing anything with because it scares me. I think TCU is the better team. Don't get me wrong. But it's a, just a tough, tough situation uh, for TCU right now. And Kansas State is is one of those teams like Utah that is rock solid and you don't want to play when you're in a weird situation. Right. Big Ten and SEC look like mismatches on paper. Which team has the best chance of being upset in your opinion? The Big Ten has no chance of an upset. Did you say Big Ten? No yeah. Purdue. yeah the Purdue, Big Ten. Purdue's not upset in Michigan. And LSU's not upset in Georgia. LSU LSU has the best chance out of the two. That that was the question. I should get to the question. One is slim, the other is slim and none. Well, no, honestly, (laughs) the the one is when you've got a a, a running quarterback that can has shown he can effectively throw the ball. If you just have the wrong game plan for for a half, which they might have, you know, if, 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 if Georgia comes out and says, hey, we're freaking Georgia, we don't need to do anything special for him, you know, he could cause them some problems. And if you get lucky and get a turnover all of a sudden, then then 
you know, that would be the only way that, that, that LSU could win. LSU can hang with them up front. I mean, LSU always has some dudes, and Georgia's usually dominant on the front. And so that that's a little bit of a standstill, and that, that always gives you a shot, too. Because uh, they're not going to get pushed around. LSU's not going to get lined up and pushed around by Georgia like everybody else has. And I think that gives them a shot. Do they really have a shot? Now, probably not much of one, but they've got a way better shot than Purdue does. Purdue has no shot. What about Michigan yeah. coming off such a big victory? That, that, a that'll, make it, that'll make it play close in the first half. But I think... With them truly having something on the line, I mean, national championship hope mm-hmm. still intact. You know, whatever Harbaugh's aware of the of the coming off that game syndrome, and whatever he can do to change it up and make it different, and talk to the guys about that and address that, I think he's going to do. I just don't think that they're going to let anybody stop them from even having a chance to be in that game. Now, it might be closer than everybody thinks it's going to be because of that. You know, first half, remember the LSU game, I said they'd be wandering around when they played Arkansas, and we need to attack them early on offense and defense to have a chance. That's exactly what's going to have to happen uh, for Purdue to have any chance to even keep it close, in my opinion. we we, we got to hit a break, Coach, but do you have a, a strong opinion on ACC? I would probably bet North Carolina. I think Clemson is on the downside. They're sticking with their quarterback. I don't think he's very good. And North Carolina could salvage a good-looking season. I mean, like a really good-looking season. And Clemson, in their heads, they thought they had a chance to be in the national championship contention and playoffs before last week. Mm-hmm.